Pandemonium Reigns. Yo, yo, yo. Pandemonium Reigns in your ears. Tickling the earwax. That's too far. Uh, tickling your ears. <laughs> <laughs> God bless. <laughs> Uh, here I am again, um, three, th- third straight, I can't talk, third straight episode, we're in the exact same thing, uh, only thing that has changed is my underwear, so there's that, or Possib- has possibly, it. or has it, possibly the body wash, <laughs> thanks for tuning in, make sure you like and subscribe, Our one of our last videos on YouTube did exceptionally well when we talked top quarterbacks, um, but here today, we're here to talk Texas. Texas football. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. It's just kind of coming out. <laughs> just yeah. kind of coming out. It's all good. Uh, all so good. we're going to do best case, worst case scenario. We're going to talk through the schedule. We're going to talk Steve Sarkeesian, Quinn Ewers. Um, uh, did you know? Okay, so I learned this either through listening to Josh Pate or listening to J.D. Pakel. Uh, who I very much enjoy. And if you guys love your college football, those are great listens. They referred to Texas as the 40 acres. Have you ever heard this before? Maybe like, one time. I've definitely never known the meaning if I have, but maybe one time I've heard that. Like, you know, Auburn is, you know, on the plains and Texas is the 40 acres. I'm wow. Never I'm like they're They mentioned Piquel was like, yeah, the 40 acres. I was like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. We are uh, out of touch with what we are. Yeah. Uh, all that matters is the school on the hill. That's right. GBO. Uh, this is a burnt orange cast. Kidding. Nice. <laughs> push, push, like, and subscribe as we get into this. So, man, Texas is a very hot conversation topic entering the 2023 season. Last year in the Big 12 this would be year number three for Steve Sarkeesian, year number two for <clears throat> Quinn Ewers. What Quinn Ewers are we going to get? Uh, the loss of Bijan Robertson, Robinson, not Robertson. Um, a favorable schedule, I think. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, just just glancing at it, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and pose the question, but not answer it towards the end. The whole reason I even wanted to discuss Texas is for one. They're a, they're a hot conversation, too. Mikhail posed this question on one of his last uh, podcasts. Is if, if Texas does not win the Big 12, is it a disappointing season for the Longhorns and the Longhorn fans? And that's just a very fascinating question to me. Uh, I think there's a lot of content there, a lot of conversation. Uh, so yeah. let's just let's – just, um, let's just get into this. Let's get into the schedule. I'm going to go ahead and, and do a little share screen in here. Uh, let's get their schedule pulled up. Share. Boom. There we are. We're in business. Uh, participants can now see your application. Cool. Nice. So here we are. You know, that's such a that's such a beautiful graphic. And and we're talking about the man's team. It looks like that's the that's a graphic that J Dub creates made. I'm just gonna give him a shout out because he's mm. working with us and we appreciate him. Yeah. Uh, Texas is his team. He's not from is there. it really? That is his is team. It really? Okay. That is that is his team. He's a fan. He's a great guy. If you need a friend, if you need a graphic designer, if you need logos or branding or an album cover, hit up his Instagram, JDUB Creates. Hit up his website at jdubcreates.com. And uh, yeah, check him out. And, and we're going to talk about his team right now. So uh, that is not a shameless plug. That is a very comforting plug. Yes, uh, it is. Did, did a fantastic image for us. All right, here we go. 
Um, again, favorable schedule. Um, it was. I, I went into this. All right, here are the wins. Um, oh, where are the losses? Oh, not quite sure about that. Let's look at the toss-up games. Oh, not quite sure about that either. Of the toss-ups, uh, I have several. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it took me, like I feel like in the past episodes where we've done this, the toss-ups kind of popped off. I felt like I yeah. had to dig a little bit. Um. Anyways, so let's let's get into this. They're gonna open up the 2023 schedule hosting the Mighty Owls of um, uh, Aunt Jemima's Rice. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if Aunt Jemima makes rice. Whatever she makes pancakes. <laughs> uh, that's a dub in my book. I'm gonna assume. Yes, that's an absolute dub for sure. But then it gets really interesting. One week later, right? And, and and as we get into this, they're 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 going to travel to Tuscaloosa to to play the Tide. I my mind immediately goes back to last season. If Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt, what happens there? Because it took a Superman play from Bryce Young in order to get them in field position to get the field goal to win that game. Um, yeah, I think if Quinn Ewers stays alive in that game, obviously it's a different outcome. But does Texas, you know, come out? on on top um however i okay so let me say this i i think texas is one of the best teams in college football on paper yes they are and this as well this roster is outstanding you're talking about quinn ewers who who has the potential to be in new york for the heisman ceremony you've got an elite receiver in worthy who uh, just throwing out his numbers real quick? Um, Sixty catches, seven hundred sixty yards, nine scores on the year. Was absolutely torching that tie defense uh, last season. Uh, actually, had a better year in twenty one. Sixty two catches, nine hundred eighty one yards, twelve scores. Uh, anyway, absolute stud. You got Jalen Ford, linebacker, on uh, the opposite side. Uh, let's see here, and then you've got. All right, so we had to take a break for a second and knock down that image because that image is not correct. It's got things like Cincinnati on there, and that is not correct. So we're going to go moving forward without an image <laughs> because – You're going to look at the image of our beautiful faces. Yeah, somebody has made a 23-3 schedule that is uh, incorrect. It's a farce. It's a farce. Uh, so as I was saying, on the defensive side, uh, Jalen Ford – who has been named the Big 12 preseason defensive player of the year. They've got a, they've got a tight end who's a stud. They've got a tackle who's a stud. They've I mean he's they they've recruited really really well. Yes. That quarterback room is incredibly deep. Yeah. Um which is a whole nother conversation that I'll save yes, for the is. end. But um so with that said, yes they are one of the best Rosters on paper. Yes, this schedule is favorable, but Texas is one of these uh, schools, teams, whatever, for me, that is in this, um, I'll believe it when I see it stage. And Mm -hmm. until I see it, I'm not picking you to beat Bama in Tuscaloosa. So I'm going to choose a loss here. Bingo. Uh, in, In reality, that's what I've got. Of course, I think there's a scenario where Alabama doesn't have the many question marks for once that we've got for them that we've dubbed for them that that talking heads are appointing for Alabama. 
that may not even be realistic for the matter. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to give you that benefit of the doubt in reality. Mm-hmm. Traveling to Tuscaloosa, that's one of two games that you play outside the state of Texas. And again, Texas is the size of the Atlantic Ocean. But one of two games that you play outside the state, it's week two. Questions on both sides will be there. But I'm going to side with, you know, right now, the GOAT. And that's yeah. Nick Saban. That's the, mm-hmm. the Crimson team. That's who I'll unfortunately side with. Though, again, I'll, I'll show you the path in a moment later on where they might pull that game out. For sure. And that's totally fair. And again, like I, I like if, if I think if you change the brands, yep. you don't, you don't, you don't even necessarily have to change the home and the way scenario, but if you exactly. change the, if you change the brands, I'm probably picking who would be Texas in this scenario because of the quarterback situation and, and whatnot, but mm-hmm. because of the brand and who you are, and how you wet the bed after the Oklahoma game in 2021. And yeah, I mean, would you do a whopping eight and four in 2022 with eight? Yep. Eight and four. Yeah. 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 Um, which uh, to a good Washington team that we might sure. add, yeah, yeah. but still. So I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, after Bama, they're going to turn around and host Josh Allen's Wyoming. Yes. That's a dub. That's a dub, no matter which way you slice it. Uh, Wyoming will be facing their former stud receiver who should be healthy this time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter. He could he could play. He could not play. It's a win. Yep, agreed. Um, and then they're going to turn around and travel to Waco, Texas to take on the Baylor Bears. Tell me what you yes. got right here. Uh, I'm, I don't know why I'm feeling this way, but I'm feeling that th- this is my first toss-up on the schedule. This is where... I'm going to give the benefit. This is my first benefit of the doubt game because I didn't give it to where I give it to them. I did not give them the benefit of the doubt in Tuscaloosa. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt in uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines, Texas, where they'll they'll face the Bears of Baylor. Uh, they have so much to like if they're healthy, if, if they figure anything out. You know, I'm going to side with Texas here, but again, toss up. Okay. So this is a game that I can I, I'm I want to see this one. I hope yeah. it's a I hope it's a big noon kickoff. I hope I hope it's hotter than doo doo in Waco, Texas. Yes. And I and I can't name you a single Baylor Bear. I can't do it. That's can't part do of my it. problem. Can't do it. But I can tell you about David Aranda. Yeah. And I can tell you about a school that is in the same state as the Longhorns, who's in the conference that Texas is leaving. And yep. you cannot tell me. That David Aranda has said, boys, we're gonna circle this right here. If they want to leave, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna kick them in the rear end before they go. They I, gotta go I, through us. I think Waco is gonna be on fire. And because, it should be. Because if I'm Baylor and I'm David Aranda, I'm saying, listen, this is disrespectful. They don't they don't they think they're so much better than you that they're on their way out. Yep. Let's show them, right? Let's. I mean, and 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 Baylor is a school who went toe to toe with a, a team that competed in the national championship game last year. They had them beat. They had them beat. So Baylor is scrappy. I, again, couldn't tell you a single player. I think Waco is going to be on fire, and through the eyes of Texas, see what I did there. <laughs> the eyes of Texas are upon you. Through the eyes of Texas, it's kind of like this thing with Bama. You're you're in this 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 show me situation. And I, I'm not going to take you to beat a school like Bama until I see you do it. And I'm also going to continue to pick you to lose one that you shouldn't because it's what you've been doing. So until you don't, 
Dabo Sweeney, Clemson, right? Until you don't, this this whole Clemsoning idea, until you don't, I'm going to pick one, pick you to lose one that you shouldn't. I'm going to predict a Texas loss here in Waco, Texas. I just simply do the fact that I think Waco is going to be on fire. Uh, heat wise and and the people are going to be shirtless and you know there might even be you know bears you know running through the streets of Waco so who knows there could be yeah there'll definitely be armadillos there could also be bears yes <clears throat> so with that so with that said uh, after that they're gonna go home against Kansas and if they do lose that game against Baylor uh it, this Kansas game could go one of two ways. Either oh, Kansas yeah. could have an opportunity to kick Texas while they are down, and Jaden Daniels can have a field day, or it's going to be a bad day to be Kansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for sure, because it was a bad day to be Kansas in this game last year when Kansas was upstart, and you had Jalen Daniels when he was healthy, just running around looking like, you know, fun on turf is what he looked like. It was so yeah. fun to watch. They ended up just going six and seven, but, you know, they had us feeling like they were going to be playoff bound there for a minute, and it was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. That Baylor game so much hinges on. Like, if they lose that game, especially if they lose to Alabama, like you and I just said they will, they could really be – I mean, they could be looking at the worst that we're going to get to in a minute. I do have a win here because Texas think- was, was unfazed by the cuteness of Kansas last year. And cuteness, I'm not disrespecting them. I'm just saying they were upstart, and they came out of nowhere. Um, they weren't phased by that last year. I don't think they'll be phased by it this year. And again, there's a lot of times where I'm going to side on the town ta- on the, on the, I'm going to go on the side of talent. That's what I'm going to do in this game. Yeah, no. I, and I think that's fair. Um, it, it, it it's, it's going to be on the 40 acres. So I like that. Um, I, I think even if, if no matter what happens in Waco, probably not going to be good to be a Jayhawk. Probably not. Probably not. And again, this is all, I say again, the first time I'm mentioning, this is all based on Quinn Ewers being healthy in my mind. For sure. Yeah, I agree. I'm not I'm not at all saying give me Arch uh, or anyone else in that quarterback room. I want to see first half Quinn Ewers be healthy and see what this team can do. For sure. Against Bama, that is, of course. First half Quinn Ewers against Bama. For sure. For sure. Which leads us to the Red River rivalry. Wed Wivel Wivelwee. I just gwiddied on the Wed Wivel Wivelwee. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> it's a thing that teenagers are doing. I don't know. Don't ask. Uh, obviously, this is a neutral site game. Uh, Texas will be in their home jerseys, though. This is fascinating to me because Oklahoma is also a, a hot conversation. Year two in the Venables defense, I think they're going to be much improved on that side of the ball. However, I think it comes down to quarterback play. And if it's Dylan Gabriel and Quinn Ewers, I'm going to take Quinn Ewers. He was bold enough to cut that mullet off. I think he's bold enough to cut the wheels of the Sooner trailer, was I think? Wagon. Wagon. Yeah, wagon off. Um, I'm going to take Texas here. I didn't, um, you know, this, like right up there with Rice and Wyoming, this was the game that I thought the least about. I'm sorry, Oklahoma, but I'm really not sorry because you haven't experienced any adversity in a long time. I don't, I don't like your chances in this game at every level. Um, when Sark is on, he is brilliant offensively, especially. They absolutely wiped the grass with them last year, stomped mm-hmm. a mud hole in mm-hmm. them, and there's some of these things that I'm just going to ride ride with from 2022. And that's one of those things. I spent zero time on it. It's a dub for Texas. It's a dub for Texas. I like it. 
Um, Andre Ware is going to be tuning into this next one. Uh, Texas is going to yes, be traveling to Houston to face the Cougars with their first year in the Big 12. Dana Holgerson still in Houston. Am I right? I believe that's correct. I okay. believe. Whether he is or whether he isn't, I don't know that it matters. You know, he may be uh, in prison there. I don't know. He may <laughs> be in, in, in Houston prisons. I don't know. But is yeah, he in exactly. Cougar prison. <laughs> I think it's funny that he got the Houston job because if there's any animal that he looks like with that hair just on the back of his head, cougar, cougarisk, absolute cougar, absolute cougar. Wow, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna take the Longhorns. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm sorry. You know, Houston's not what they were previously. Yeah, I'm riding Texas here. Yeah. What they were was fun. It was it was you know it was cool. I don't like it here. Yeah, yeah. So it uh, leads us to them traveling back home against BYU, and this is a this is a big toss up game for me because as we've talked about yes. BYU in the past, a lot like Utah, scrappy. Uh, they like to get in your business. Um, flows down from the mentality of their of their head coach, Kalani uh, Sataki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very sorry. Um, I don't know that. Again, just kind of talk about the Texas identity and DNA of who they are, and and show me again. If BYU gets up in their business and and pushes them around and gets physical, I don't like this for Texas. However, I can see Texas kind of coming out swinging, you know, um, just being a better athlete, maybe getting some early scores. Uh, I like that it's at home. Might feel different if it was in Provo, Utah. Might. Maybe, yeah. Uh, until then, I'm going to take Texas. Yeah, this is the first of several toss-ups for me. In fact, it, it really could be toss-up the rest of the way out for their schedule for me. Could, yes. Um, because, and, and there's two teams, I'll get to the other in a minute, where it's like, is it is it a BYU year? You know how some teams are fantastic in odd years and, and they suck in even years. Is it one of those? Is that the situation for BYU? Yeah. Uh, they'll be playing Cougars for the second straight week in a row. You know, what is there to make of that? Very sorry yet again. I don't like BYU in this game. I have it as a ever so slight toss up, but but again, I'm going to ride with Texas here, even if they have to grind this one out. I will go back to Baylor if they lose that Baylor game. I like this a whole lot less as they yeah. go. Agreed. Boy, I like them less. But again, I'm and I feel like I'm looking at this fairly realistically with what Texas should be, mm-hmm. and I'm riding with the dub here. Okay, sounds good, man. Sounds good. They're going to stay home, and man, they're they're facing a bunch of kitty cats. Straight, sure weeks are. In, straight weeks in a row. They're going to host uh, the defending Big 12 champions, Kansas State Wildcats. Uh, you know me, man. I'm a big K-State fan. I love yes. those guys in purple. Huge, huge Bill Snyder guy. Like the hire of Kleiman. Think he's done really well. Yep. This is fascinating to me, this game. Fascinating. Yep. I'm pretty sure K-State got the best of them last year, right? I actually don't think so. I'm, I was just trying to double down. Oh, no. Here we go. Uh, Texas beat them last year. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So that was going to be in Manhattan. K-State beat Oklahoma is what I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah. So I have this as a toss-up, um, but I, I've got it favoring Texas because it's at home. Um, and I just don't know much about K-State outside of Will Howard. Right? Right. So give me Texas. I'm going to go against you on this one. Um, in, in the way – that Texas played, you know, they played spoiler in a matter that didn't keep Kansas State from winning the conference last year. I, I feel like I have Kansas State doing the ex- returning that favor to them this year. Okay, I love love Kleiman. I love Will Howard. 
I love the scrap. I love the purple. I'm I'm just right behind you on that K-State train. Yeah. I, it's a toss-up, but this is, again, this would be my second loss for Texas at in this what would be week nine or eight or nine here. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine, okay, if things are unfolding the way that you're saying they're going to, yes. a loss to Bama and a loss to K-State, can you imagine the narrative – what makes them think they can compete in the SEC if they can't if they can't beat a Bama who who going into this season didn't know who you know their cue was hired uh, Tommy Reese where Saban didn't get his guy Saban didn't get his guy on the defensive side couldn't do it then now they can't beat listen say all you want to yes Big Twelve defending champions whatever still Kansas State still that brand people are going to look at it the way the way that they always do the way they always have. And the narrative out on Texas is not going to be a good one. And you're no, going to be sir. sitting at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven and two. And that narrative is going to be eating them alive. And that is a deflating. I mean, takes all the air out of you, no matter what really happened to this point, because it's like we're still losing these games. Mm. <laughs> Boy. Yikes, man. Yikes. So, which okay, so if that happens, if they lose at home against Kansas State and have to turn around and go to Fort Worth, I'm really curious to 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 see how you follow this up right here. Okay. I've got a win here for Texas. Oh wow. Just just, just follow along with me. Redemption is In- mine, declares Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All, okay, I'm not finishing that. Um, in the way, in the way that TCU took Texas into the mud last year for a 17 to 10. The most boring Big 12 football game of all time. Mm. I think that because of what TCU did last year, being the first of, you know, they're not your UCF. They're not what Cincinnati was prior to the Big 12, which they'll be in. Mm -hmm. But going as far as they did, coming up, man, I'm just going to say it, coming up as lucky as they did multiple times last year against Texas, against Baylor. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to have a massive target on their back. They okay. also happen to be losing the guy that was phenomenal at quarterback up until he wasn't, you know, we're not even going to talk about him in TCU. We're not doing that. Phenomenal at TCU was Max Duggan. Quentin Johnson, goodbye. You know, you still got you still got your guy, Sonny Docks, the head coach. I like the guy, as we've talked about before on the show. I think TCU is going to have a massive target on their back. I think Texas should be like, yo, we put up 10 points in a Big 12 conference football game last year. And that's the most unacceptable thing to this point for me on the field from Sarkeesian. Um, I, I think this is a redemption game. That's kind of the theme that I'm riding with. K-State getting redemption from last year. Texas now getting redemption over TCU this year. There's just too much question, too many questions for me regarding TCU. Now, I know that Max Duggan was not the starter going into last year, um, but did they know he was going to turn out to be what he was? You know who is who is TCU going to be? Lost a lot, sure gained a, gained a lot in the portal. Okay, yeah. and I understand. You know, like some 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 schools reloaded every position. TCU is not going to be the one that reloads at everything that they lost. Can they reload in a lot of places? Sure, pick yeah. up dudes like Trey Sanders mm-hmm. in in the portal. But how healthy is he going to be? You know, yeah. so I just don't. It, it, I feel like I'm strictly looking at this game on paper, and. Fort Worth is not that far from Austin. I imagine that there's going to be a lot of Texas fans. Um, 
you know, in, in that area. Um, I, I, I get that it will be dominantly purple that day, but I don't know. I just, I can't see, I think, I think this is probably, if TC pulls us off, this is probably the most surprising upset to me. I can, I, I'd be more surprised if TCU did it than Baylor, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. So. So you got you got a TCU W. Then we've got uh, we got the Longhorns traveling to Iowa State facing Matt Campbell. Man, how much longer is Matt Campbell going to be in Ames? And it begs the question: Will he is he there to stay? You know, is he you know quote unquote Johnny Majoring that thing? Is that what he's doing? I don't know. Oh. Um, you know, that's a big uh, that's a lot of credit that I just gave Matt Campbell. Uh, <laughs> big shoes to fill, and that he you know that's very tough shoes to fill. Um, and this is the other team like BYU where it's like. Is this their year? And now at this point, it's been a couple of years since they've had their year, so to speak, at Iowa State. You know, I'm not yeah. talking about them going on a playoff run. I'm just talking about them being tough as nails, yeah. giving everyone on their schedule a problem for about four quarters full, you know, full 60 minute game. Is that the case? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fair. Ult- fair. Ultimate, and and I have this in my toss up category, but for whatever reason, I, I'm I'm siding with with Texas on this one. I can't really give you many reasons why. <laughs> Other than what I keep coming back to is what Texas should be. We're both saying it, where the where the talent's at, where the roster's at. They're only getting older and, and more veteran. A lot of those mm-hmm. guys that are back, mm-hmm. they're going to add the, you know, possibly be adding Nayer back this year. I mean, come on, they're going to have so many weapons. There's not a scenario where they should lose this game if it's right. playing on Mars. So right. that's where right. I'm at. Right, right, right. Uh, for the sake of time, and basically you taking all the words out of my mouth, um, Texas W. Okay. Yeah. This Texas Tech game, game number 12, this was basically – so I was like, all right. So for me, it came down to what game – I knew they are going to lose one that they shouldn't. I would made that up in my mind, and I figured out it was either going to be Baylor or it was going to be Texas Tech. And it it came down to me it being home and away. It also came down to me saying, does Texas really lose to Texas Tech two years in a row? Now, for Texas Tech, game 12, I like – is it Joey McGuire? I know it's McGuire. Is it, it – I think it is Joey. It's not McIntyre, is it? It's not <laughs> – no, I'm pretty sure it's, pretty sure it's, pretty sure it's McGuire. Uh, yeah, it's McGuire. Gotcha. You can't tell me that, that, that he is not going to have these Red Raiders playing with their hair on fire. Hey, <laughs> your whole life you have heard about the horns – you have heard about Texas your whole life. The Horns have been a part of the Big 12, and you have an opportunity. And their last Big 12 game, right, regular season game, to send them packing with a, with a, with a kick on their rear end. Yes. I, that's going to be the speech. However, in, in my world, they've already dropped the one that they shouldn't. I'm going to give it to Texas. It's at Texas. If it was at Lubbock, I would say differently. But it's in Texas. That that game is going to have my attention for sure. I want to see a hundred percent. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it. And and, I'll, and again, I'm diverting. I, I know it's going to be. It would be two years in a row if this happened. But all of those reasons, literally the exact ones that you mentioned, a game they shouldn't lose. Texas Tech sending them out of the conference the right way in in their mind. I'm I'm riding with the Red Raiders. They did so many things last year that wow. were just not indicative of where they've been, you know, for so long. So I'm I'm going Red Raiders, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, wow. J Dub. I'm doing it. Wow. So 
So this begs the question. So I've got them at 10 and two. You've got them at nine and three. If they go nine and three, and, and this is, let's see, losses to Bama for you, K-State. Bama, K-State, TTU. And, okay. So with two conference losses, that there's still a, a very good chance of being in the title game because of the way they do their round-robin schedule. Yeah. Um, if Can you imagine if he goes nine and three? I mean, and for a lot of schools, hey, nine and three is great. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a Bo Pelini year, right? Yeah. Yeah. But if they if they somehow miss the Big 12 title game, what is can you imagine the narrative that's out on Sarkeesian? Abge- and to, this is where can we touch on JD's question now? Uh of, of, is it a disappointment if they don't win well, it? Well, well, yes, but so uh, let me ask okay. you. So with this with this 9 and 3 schedule that you have them down yeah. Are they, are 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 they in the Big Twelve title game? I mean, they're right there. They're probably in because that's only two conference losses. Now, Dude. granted, they're both at home. That doesn't that that's going to have to go way down the line to matter. They're they're probably in uh, in my mind, you know. And and whether they lose both those games, whether they win those games, and they're much better than we're thinking, I, I do think they'll be in the title game. Okay, all right. If you've got a minute, do they win it? Are they winning the Big Twelve? Even with this schedule, it would almost it would almost take losing to a team that you've already lost to twice to lose the Big Twelve. Yeah, or you know someone coming out of nowhere like TCU did last year and and being a surprise team. I, yeah, I I mean I can't I can't say this without answering the question. If they don't win this Big Twelve, even going nine and three, ten and two lost in the conference, abject failure. Okay. Failure. I'm sorry. I don't even like to have to have goals that high and to make statements like that. Absolute failure if they don't win this conference this year. There's not a team. There's not a team, not even Oklahoma, that is that is as suited as you are to do this. And I know that you're going to have a target on your back the size of your state. Mm, but yeah. there is not a scenario where you shouldn't win this conference this season. Oh, sorry. It's, I mean, it's being softball pitched to you. The schedule is just so favorable, right? Yeah, so favorable. But let me t- let me tell you a narrative I can really – or an unfolding I can really see. So last season, TCU-Kansas State face off in the regular season. Uh, TCU gets the best in the regular season. Kansas State turns around in the Big 12 title game. Fantastic game, and yeah. That I can see. I can see a Kansas sure. State you know, losing in the regular season saying, okay, that's cool. Let's get you on neutral turf, right? Or let's yeah. uh, let me get a second chance at you because I mean those are the schools that that do that crap. Absolutely, uh, the, the, absolutely. The, the schools that are built of the three star, the two and three stars who who nobody wanted, right? And Kleiman mm-hmm. is one of those one of those like those situations are designed for him. Absolutely. Okay, so I can see that. To answer the question, though, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I'm just saying that I can see that. I'm going I'm to predict they're in the Big 12 title game with my 10 and 2 record losses to Bama and Baylor. Okay. And I'm going to, I feel like I'm contradicting myself. Like here I am saying, show me. Like I'm not going to believe it until I see it. <laughs> yeah. And then we're saying nine and three, 10 and two. But, but again, we're, we're siding with what should overcome, which is freaking talent, speed and talent. It should. I mean, it should. It's not about the X's and the O's. It's about the Jimmy's and the Joe's, says Philip Fulmer. So I'm going to have them yeah. in the Big 12 title game. I'm going to have them winning 
the Big 12 title game. And I'm just telling you, if Sarkeesian doesn't, I'm going to say it's a failure of a season. Yes. And if people know where you live, you need to go into the Secret Service ASAP. 100%. Because the, the, the media is going to drive this narrative of, oh, they're headed to the big boys now. And, and let's not, let's not I'm, not, I'm not dissing the Big 12 here because I think from top to bottom, they're legit. I think they're a very good conference, right? I mean, we're talking about, oh, Texas playing Iowa State. I don't want to play Matt Campbell. Oh, I don't want to go to Iowa State. Oh, Ames. yeah, right. Who's who's Kansas State uh, defending Big 12 champions? Chris Kleiman. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Okay, so even at the bottom, I mean, they're avoiding. Tell me if you can imagine this narrative. All right, Mike Gundy loses these dudes into the portal. But the mullet strikes back and finds his way back into the Big 12 title game. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, yeah, for it's sure. A, it's a deep conference. They're good. They're legit. Yeah. Yeah. And I almost expect more out of Gundy now that he has lost those guys. Legit. That's sure. just where I'm at. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's a fun conference. This is like, what, and, and of course they're adding new teams this year, but this is like how the sport should have stayed. Leave the conferences alone. I know they've already lost Texas A&M, Missouri, but this conference is vintage in La- how much fun last year was for this conference. Mm-hmm. It's vintage. Yeah. And, and sure. you know, part of my picks in the two losses after Bama that I projected are is that chaos factor of this very conference that I yeah. love to watch. Yeah. And something that, you know, that, that just hit me that we we failed to mention, when's the last time Texas has beaten OU two years in a row? Boy, boy. I, I can't tell you. If it's recent, I really don't know. Absolutely. And I don't think, well, I don't think it's recent. I don't think it's recent. I mean, they, I mean, they didn't do it in twenty one. Uh, what? So, can can they over can they overcome Oklahoma two years in a row? So, I mean, there's yeah. there's the schedule's favorable, yes, um, but still top to bottom. I mean, your out of conference games are Bama, yeah, and then you got Rice and Wyoming. Yeah. Outside outside of Rice, Rice and Wyoming, I mean, again, Iowa State led by Matt Campbell, Baylor. At Baylor, Kansas has got Daniels. I mean, it's going to be a tall task. It is. It's, it is a large ask, but I'm saying it's still just going to say failure if you don't do it because it's it's about to get a lot harder. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with you, and I'm going to say it's an absolute failure if they don't win the Big 12. So with that said, let's get into uh, their ceiling, their floor, and best and worst case scenario. Um for the Texas Horns, and we'll call this pod a day. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, again, on paper, one of the best teams in the country. Uh, found this stat, 19th nationally in returning production. So, a, a lot of returning dudes. Yeah, not, not bad. bad. Not bad at all. So, I think very easily, I think your ceiling, if all goes well, right, Um is is twelve and zero? I think you can go undefeated. I think it's I think it's right there. I think it's an easy it's an easy answer. That they're one of the few teams that have a an e- a path to that where it's like, yeah, we need a miracle here and we need this there. They yeah. have a path to that. You know, I really this is someone I really want to say that that ten or eleven wins should be the floor. That's where you know, believe it, see it, that type thing comes into play because I picked them to go nine and three, mm-hmm. but. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Twelve and zero is it's on the table. So twelve and zero for you as well. Yes. All right. Leads me to the floor. This one was a little fuzzier because 
<laughs> now you're asking questions of like what didn't go right. You know, um, your games where they lost on one possession, where they blowouts. Did you did you lose to a Bama and did you allow Bama to beat you more than once? Right? Yep. Did you allow a Baylor? You know, uh, to beat you more than once? Did did Kansas eat you a lot? I mean, there's just a lot of questions here. Anyway, so I basically took the toss up games. And I said, all right, so the toss up games, you just you just kind of lose those. Things don't go your way. I think your floor, even though you're a really good team, is you do what you did last year. You sit at eight and four. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's about where I'm at too. I mean, if the rails, if the, if the wagon proverbially is just off in the woods so far from the track, you should be no worse than seven and five, eight and four. That's again, the same ballpark I'm in because even if you lose some of these toss ups, I have so many of them that you should also win some of them, frankly. So which one, seven or five or eight and four? I'll, I'll go seven and five because, because there's a little bit of that. Believe it, see it again. All right. Let's talk about that for a second before we go to best case and worst case. Let's do it. And and I can I can take you to seven and five with my worst case for sure. Okay. Seven and five. At what point is Sarkeesian fired? Because he doesn't make it, right? Right? I don't think so. But again, do you I mean what do you and you're Texas, you are Texas, but do you want to bring a newbie into a conference transition? That's a great question. That's a great question. It depends on who's out there. And and I have another question in a minute relating to conference transition in a minute. But yeah, you're right. It depends on who's out there. What do some of these guys do? Texas is so unique, and it should be so much better. It should have been a handoff for a, you know, just an easy touchdown, a walk in touchdown. If if they didn't fudge things up for so long with too many, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen, things like that. Mm-hmm. But but. I mean, I think there's a scenario where it could be one of those early moves if it starts poorly. I'm, you know, I'm saying if they start three and three, like a Brad Harson situation. I don't see any reason why that wouldn't be on the table if they start three and three or something. Let's say they lose Alabama, they lose Baylor, so they're two and two at that point. What if they lose to Kansas and they're then two and three, and and you have going into Red River rivalry? My gosh, bingo, bingo. God, and I I don't want to see it. I'm I'm not I'm not here for that. I really don't. Right, right. I'm here for the Sarkeesian rebound. I, I'm still on that. I would love for to sure. See it. Yeah, now, I've for got sure. questions about the guy. You know, you if if you haven't seen that freak out at the bowl game last year, oh yeah. You know, avert you know divert your eyes because it was ugly, and I it think was. there's still some 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 demons in there that he's probably fighting. But I'm here for it. I'm here for that redemption story for sure. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think I think if he can't do this, and and look, nobody's fixed Texas yet, so I'm not I'm not just putting that on him. But as a head coach, I think if he can't do this with the talent that he's added, that's as good as any of these these failed Texas coaches have added. If he can't do it, then what's what's his ceiling? A you know a Bama coordinator or a USC back in the day coordinator? I mean, he had some good times at Washington before going to USC and and again falling off the wagon. But what is his ceiling? And I don't I don't know what it is. So. You know, yeah, I think I think midway through the season is is on the table. If if there's a two and three or a you know a bad loss in there, like what if Oklahoma returns the favor? I mean, seriously, I think early is on the table. Not here for it. Just want to re add that. All I know to do is just shake my head if that happens. I mean, <laughs> me too. My word. Me I don't too. think I don't think it's going to happen. And I agree with you. I'm not here for that. But if it does, that's going to be entertaining. Yes, it will. For sure. 
Uh, best case, worst case scenario. So this is different in the sense that we're, we're talking a little bit more about the plot of, of what's going on inside the season for these guys. Uh, it's less about schedule and it's more about like if their best case scenario, how, how that plot inside the best case is affecting the ceiling. Um, so that's, that's really what we mean when we, when we get at that. So my best case scenario here is, is really kind of twofold, but it revolves around Quinn Ewers. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yep. I've one, got bullet points for you here. One, he stays healthy. Yep. Two, he is that man. Yep. He he continues that that first half Alabama guy that we saw throughout the season. Um, and for the noobs out there that are saying he can't, he can't be that guy because all you got to do is search Twitter just for a second. Oh, he's oh, incapable. Yeah. I would say, well, that's ignorant because we've seen it. Absolutely. Yeah. We've seen it. So the question is just can he can he sustain that? Uh again, we're talking about year two in this offense for him. Is that right? Yeah. At least year two. Yeah, year two. Year two. And 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 year four is a college quarterback for him. Ohio State. Wait, no, no, year three. Year three. Sorry. Year three in the offense. Ohio State, Texas. Now he's he's still there. Well, I'm just saying year two under Sarkeesian. For sure. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So year three in college, but yeah. Uh, anyway, best case, Ewers is that man. Uh, there's also this situation where he just doesn't – he also doesn't have to be that mean man. He's still got a stable in, in the backfield, and he's got a legit offensive line. But if he is that man, like if he if he is that guy dropping dimes, putting things on ropes, Joe Milton-esque type balls, right? 12-0, and 0, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, and and on this side of the equation for me, on the best case side, you know, strong, strong trenches. The running game is not hurting without B. John Robinson, but the yeah. biggest one to me, it comes right back to Quinn Ewers, but it also involves Xavier Worthy and Isaiah Nair. That is, okay. I mean, put them on opposite sides of the fields and put defenses, just test them as mm-hmm. much as you want in a game. Mm-hmm. You know, and and again, when I'm talking about these guys, you're talking about him being that man. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about being in the Heisman conversation, yeah. being in the you know when the yeah. playoff when the initial That's what playoff I'm ranking comes out. Yeah, your top three, top five, your one loss at worst. Mm-hmm. And and again, we're talking about Belichick. We're talking about Heisman. We're talking about awards mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I, I I think it's there. I, I mean, I just do. You know, he's got to prove it. I, he does have to prove it, but he's he's done some impressive things. And he should be like, yo, there's this guy with the name Manning behind me that everybody's like ready to see before he got here. So he should be feeling the pressure in the best way possible. Just go do it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you've got you've got Manning breathing down his neck and yours is like Manning. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking the best case scenario, you're looking at 45-ish. 100 yards, mm-hmm. you're looking touchdowns at least in the 30s, you're looking at picks, I'm going to say seven, eight or less. Yep. You know, which I think is very possible. Like, oh, that's not a uh, handed hooker. 2021 can be done. Okay. Um, yep. Not comparing the two, just saying, yep. like, I, th- I think that's where, and I'm not even saying like that's the potential, that's the ceiling. I think, I think he can tap into 4,800. I, oh, yeah. I think he can tap into the high 30s, low yeah. 40s on scores. Um, I mean, you're you're liable to get Rice, Wyoming, Kansas, uh, TCU, Iowa State. I mean, you can rack up some scores. 
yeah. on some of these guys. You, I mean, you can even do it in in your games against like Bama if it gets into a shootout or yeah, yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, look at just watch just watch that first half last year, and he can do it to them. Yeah, he, yeah, because he did, <laughs> he, and he's kind of that guy that 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 gives them problems that you know can move around the pocket or outside of it, right. and has got targets to throw to. Yes, and he's not Johnny Manziel, but he's he's mobile. Exactly. So. Yeah, I'm with you. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, forgive me. Did you did you tap into your best case? Did you? Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's and and really like I mentioned, you know, the run game not missing Bijan, the trenches being strong, but it's it's for me. It's it's award season like candidates like because that's what they should have like Davy O'Brien candidate Hosman candidate Blitnikoff candidate you know that's yeah, what it should okay. be okay that's okay. my best case because I think that's your promised land of 10, 11 wins being right there with a chance for twelve yeah yeah all right so good good so this my worst case scenario I think this just thinking here quickly this might be the only team that I think the worst case scenario or even a best case scenario revolves around the fan base. Okay. So consider this. Quinn Ewers is doing well. It's not great. He's he's all right. Yeah. The minute the fans start chanting Art Manning, it's in trouble. It's it's, yeah. it's bad news bears. So the minute the fan base starts saying those two words, now all of a sudden I forget his name. Is it Arch or Arch? Arch. Arch. Yeah, Arch. Arch Manning, the minute I mean, the minute you hear those chants, right? You can't tell me that's not going to get in his head, right? And it is. I don't even think. I mean, we are such a "what have you done for me lately" type fans in this sport. We have such unreasonable expectations on eighteen to twenty-two year old kids. What do you What do you mean he only threw touchdowns against Rice? <laughs> I bet you Arch Manning wore through for seven. Yeah, I mean. I, I'm 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 making this with an accent, but I'm I'm being dead serious. This is the oh, crap. Yeah, yeah. This is the crap that we do, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent. There was a time, if you will remember, I don't know if you remember this. It was the Pittsburgh game, uh, hosting hosting Pittsburgh, Tennessee hosting Pittsburgh. Hooker comes in and fumbles. Do you remember what I said? No, I don't remember that moment. I said I don't ever want to see this guy ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I was so brave and bold. I was mad. It was yeah. mad. But this yeah. is the crap that we do. Yeah. So I think worst case scenario, and it doesn't even have to be like the rock bottom. Like, it, yeah. I mean, it's not like he, uh, I mean, there's another scenario where he goes, you know, 160 yards, no touchdowns, three picks against Bama. They're, 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 they're chanting Manning's name, right? Yeah. Yeah. He could go, you know, against Wyoming. One touchdown, you know, you get what I'm saying? We are just, yes. we are so unreasonable. Hair We're so unreasonable. We expect everything to play out like the video game. Yep. And it just doesn't. So no. worst case scenario, uh, the fans are pushing Manning. And Sarkeesian is like, nope, yours is our guy. It's creating tension between the coaching staff and the fan base, between Quinn Ewers and the fan base. And for anybody who is saying, let me just – just hey, you want y'all to sit in Coach Tucker's classroom right here, okay? For anybody who's saying, well, the fan base doesn't have that much power, or the fan base doesn't have that much equity. Let me circle you back to when Tennessee has fired and relieved Butch Jones, and our athletic noobhead at that time has decided to hire Greg Schiano. Yeah. The fan base erupted. 
Shiana was in Knoxville ready to be named. And we sent him packing. Nope. Yeah. No, I mean, the, the hashtag was Shion No. Okay. Yeah. So don't tell me that the fan base doesn't have that much power. Yeah. Because they do. And you're, are, are you really going to tell me that, oh, those fans don't exist in Austin? Give me a break. This yeah. is this is a blue blood brand. That is a that is a brand that is recognized probably all over the world, most definitely inside the con- I don't I can never say this word contiguous forty eight states. Right, that works. Yep. The fan base they they do have that much power. They do, and they're thirsty and they're starved for success at a oh, that's much a great higher level. Point. That's a fantastic a much point. higher level. Texas is starving. They haven't seen. They haven't tasted anything like this since. What, 2005? When's the last time they won the conference? Can you tell me that? Oh, bro. I mean, surely the goodness they did in 09. Probably. Yeah, probably. I mean, that's when they started dropping. They started dropping, and and it was not like it's hot at all. Um, You you go ahead and talk about your worst case scenario, and I'll I'll find the last time that they won the conference. Yeah, and and it's 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 really much simpler for me. I mean, it's just that the personnel that they have, that that the talent that they have, it, you know, it results in just a bunch of carousels. Uh, you know, who is your primary ball carrier? There is no B. John Robinson. What do we do? Which mm-hmm. it's not like they used him correctly 100% of the time anyway. Mm-hmm. So do they put the guys that they have, those receivers, the quarterback, do they put him in, you know, successful situations? What do they create for him? And, and my worst case is that they don't, that yeah. they do play two, three quarterbacks. You know, here it is. It's that Arch Manning sees the field outside of garbage time. I'm sorry. No, and you're I'm right. Not, yeah. I'm I'm not crapping on the kid. I think he's going to have a bright future just in his name alone, if there's no other reason. But it, it's those things. It's the carousel positionally. It's it, the Sark have issues like the outburst that he had mm-hmm. in the bowl game, which was just yeah. so frightening, to be honest. I mean, it was just ugly. Yeah. And then the worst case, of course, results in – uh, a coaching search going into a new conference that you will not be equipped for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what I'm finding is 2009 is the last time they won the conference. Mm, my uh, goodness. Last time they played in, it looks to be 2018 when they lost to Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, I would, I would love to get fact checked on that, but I'm going to wrap with 2009 in the meantime. Yeah. Texas is fun to talk about. They are fun to talk about. And uh, Texas is going to be one of those schools, whether they have success or utter failure, it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. I think that Texas, excuse me, I think that college football is better when Texas is good. And I don't mean, I don't mean, you know, uh, competing or excuse me, fighting to be in the big 12 title game. Good. I mean, like playoff good. You know yes. what I mean? Like uh, uh, up in there. Uh, with that said, let's say odds, you know, Texas can make the playoff. What were, where, where would you put that? The odds for them, because, you know, we talk about schedules a lot when we talk about the odds and the path. And I mean, it, it's, they're probably not in my first four just because of these questions that we always come back to, but they're in my top seven at worst. Okay. All right. Because at the same time, there's only ever a handful, a small handful of teams that have a schedule that will allow for it. They have the absolute personnel, the coach who has such a high level within him when he's on, like Sarkeesian does. I mean, you look back at that 2020 Alabama offense. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not Unreal. saying he's got that personnel, but the the 
the calls were just it's phenomenal. not far off. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. We, we can compare Mac Jones and Quinn Ewers, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. We can yeah. compare, like, I, I'll have this conversation. We can compare Devontae Smith and Xavier Worthy. Yeah. I don't, and, I don't, and I don't hate I'm that going, conversation. I'm going Devontae Smith all well, day. Well, sure. But, yes, me too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we can have that conversation. But Worthy's sure. got the potential to light you up. Yeah. Ohio State. Alabama. I don't care who you are. He can he can eat you alive. Exactly, especially with the the um, you know explosion of the past game. That's you know only continues to grow in the sport. Right. But yeah, I mean they're in my man seven, eight at absolute worst top eight that could be in it. You yeah. know, I mean it's a small group ahead of them. So For sure. I don't know what the odds would be on that because I'm not an odds maker. I am a poor better, but. The last time that I found they won the conference was 09, just to add in the fact check there. That's a long time. Sure to, is. To man. be a brand like Texas. To, sure to, be, is. to be a blue blood like 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 Texas. Yeah. Can you imagine no. as we end this? Oh, were you about to say something? No, I had one other question that I wanted to run by you. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. I, I, I've never bought into this, I, it, to this theory, it, really to – to the whole idea of it. I've never bought into it, but I think I can get behind it. Well, no, I know I can get behind it with Texas. All right. So you add the SEC patch to their jersey, right? All right. Should anyone ever out recruit that at that point? When you, you know, you're from, say you're from Texas, you want to play in the SEC, you could have gone to Texas AM all this time that they've been in the conference. Now you can play for the state school and, 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 Look at you know revitalizing Texas, bringing them back. I mean, you add that that conference added to their jersey seems to hold a little bit more weight to me than for sure Oklahoma and you know Missouri and Texas A and M and Arkansas. I mean, some of these teams that it just adds a lot more weight to me when I think about that. Hmm. I don't know. I, I hear the argument. I don't know that I necessarily agree with it because. Yeah, and usually I don't either because roster hasn't really been their issue. That's true. That's true. That's fair. I mean, they've, they've had some dudes, right? They've, I mean, Oh yeah. You went, you went eight and four with B. John Robinson. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't get it. You show me something, please. You you blew that lead in the red river rivalry in 21. And it wasn't because you were the worst team on paper. Absolutely. It was a it was a locker room, obviously. Like you didn't know how to handle adversity, sort of deal. Yeah, and, and then you turned around and you let that affect the, the rest of your season. So yeah. I hear you. Um, I don't know. I, I think there's also opposing argument that says, you know, you got you've now got two schools, Texas going into the SEC, and there's there's one argument that says what's going to become of the SEC because I think I think things are only going to continue to expand. So what's the future of all this stuff? But two. Uh, you're going to have some school, some some dudes, big names like. And I don't, I don't want anything to do with that. I want to go over here and prove that this conference is just as you know legit or whatever. Or or, or Baylor and Texas Tech or um, TCU can can be you know ABC of the SEC if that makes sense. Yeah. So I, I think there's a counter argument. Um, I do think that when you pose it that way, it sounds like a well, duh, you know. Yeah. Like, I can stay and play for the home state in, in that conference. I just don't know that's very realistic. Again, yeah, that's again, fair. again, because roster's just not been their issue. I that's mean, true. Tom Herman 
recruited really well there. I mean, who wouldn't recruit well at Texas? I mean, uh, third and long Charlie Strong recruited well at Texas. Yep. So I don't know. Um, and and they're like Florida. Well, I'll say Florida. You know, that's not the best example, but they're they're the, they're the preeminent school who has landed whoever they want every time. So you know, say that that uh, Sarkeesian doesn't make it, they'll probably do that again. Mm. Maybe even pull someone unexpected. You know. Yeah. Um, but they've landed a, a a top two and three candidate every time they've had an opening, and it yeah. just ain't worked out yet. Which we know and we've heard of the the deeper issues at Texas. So right, it is about time that you get out sure. of that hole. Sure, I want to. I actually want to pose a a, a, um, a what if to you. So several years ago, when that head coaching position at Texas came open, there was a name that you and I were praying to the gods of football that would take that job, and that was Nick Saban. Yeah. and he came out and said. No conversations were ever had, but there was a lot of media buzz around it saying he was offered this, that, whatever. He would take it for whatever, yada, yada, yada. Let's say he did. Yeah. What would college football look like right now? Would Texas even be cons- – well, 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 I mean, I mean, seriously, would Texas even be saying, we don't need to be in the SEC? Right? Probably. Don't, I don't don't care. Like, is, is, does, is there enough power and leverage surrounding Nick Saban's name? Had he taken that job to really affect – not only Texas, but the entire landscape. Probably, you know, for sure for that conference. I think. I mean, yeah, I think you're right. I think that the Big Twelve is unaffected, or stays the same, or does whatever he wants it to do, because he would have been the player in that conference. Whereas there's always been some guys in the SEC, and there's there's coaches that have been good. You know, if if Stoops was still at Oklahoma, that's a good head. That's a, I mean, that's the best head to head in the nation. Coaching wise, if if that had happened, but yeah, you know, there's just that's going to be a different conference than it's been for sure because it's been a laughing stock in the sense that whoever comes out of it, if they say they go to the playoff, we look at Oklahoma and their poor luck doing it, and then again, we're not going to talk about TCU when they did it. Um, so I think it looks wildly different. The SEC, boy, I don't know what to, what to say would have happened. It's so hard to speculate that one, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I. More than anything, I am fascinated to see what becomes of Alabama. Who's the guy there after the guy? Hmm, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, if you're against conference expansion, just blame Nick Saban. It's all his fault. Yep. Most like, like many things. This could have been avoided, right? Yeah, like yeah. many things. Hashtag Jeremy Pruitt. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Poor pain. I'm a battle. Well, we've spent a lot of time talking about Texas. Thanks for hanging out with us. Any other closing thoughts on the horns? No, man, just, you know, intrigued by that patch hitting and and the schedule's changing, not looking forward to it in all the ways that we've killed the horse with, but we'll see what happens. Well, as we end this episode on Texas, it only feels right to end it by saying, all right, all right, all right. (laughs) And GBO. (laughs) And GBO. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you like, subscribe, appreciate you. Let's tickle the ears, whether you're driving home from work to work, whatever it is you're doing, Thanks for hanging out with us. We love you guys. Appreciate you. God bless. Go Balls.